Hey, Revenue Radio, it's Mary Grothy, joined again by a familiar face. Timothy, welcome back. Thank you for having me. We are going to have fun today for a lot of reasons, because we are going to be silly with a lot of acronyms, which <laughs> should be great. Try to use as many acronyms as we can, define them later, comments below. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, we're going to make this as confusing as possible, which will make really great radio. Right. Just kidding. Okay, so in a prior episode, we talked about gas... Mm-hmm. This is a good start. Yep. G A G. Yeah. G A A S for growth as a service. Our CMO found this and was like, "Wait, I think that's what we do. Like people hire us for growth. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. their software as a service, and we are growth as a service. Like they're not just hiring us for good looks. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. I think we look pretty awesome today. <laughs> they're not hiring us for good looks. They're hiring yep. us for growth. And so growth as a service is like, wow, you can really tap into that now. And we felt very aligned with the growth as a service. So because the acronym is gas, and then we mm-hmm. talk about a revenue engine, we're talking about adding fuel to the engine. So fun, right? right? Mm-hmm. Great. Let's, let's dig into this. Unfortunately, a lot of companies, especially those that get funding, they prematurely right. put gas into mm-hmm. the engine the engine's not ready for the gas. Mm-hmm. And then it's a colossal blender. They never use the gas. They misuse the gas. They overuse the gas. It's not good. Yeah. Okay. So we believe in something at House of Revenue. Follow along with me, you acronym lovers. Audit, and it doesn't spell an acronym. So. <laughs> <laughs> Audit, research, build, test, optimize, scale, and then we add empower on the end. Somebody should type that out and tell me what it says. But on the audit and research, Mm -hmm. one, even a company that's like mature state and and even like established product market fit, why do they need to audit and research before they pour fuel in the fire or put fuel in the engine to go for scale? I think a lot depends on like where where you're going to go, right? So we we are going to use a lot of car analogies here today. So I apologize. But- If we're going from Denver to Chicago, do we want to go to Chicago or is that just the place where we're going? Because it's always where we've gone. So establishing those KPIs, I think, in the first um, intro of that helps set expectations. And Ben, back to overusing gas, like poor expectations leads to bad reality. Um, So setting those initial KPIs, I think, is really important. And that's, that's part of the initial part of research, right? Understanding the baseline of where you've been, understanding where you want to go and where the delta in between is, and then what you're going to have to do to bridge that Delta, I think is important. Yeah. I, so one, I love that. Like, why would you keep going to Chicago? Like, let's just start at the very basic, just because you've done that route a thousand times, maybe Chicago isn't the right destination anymore. Maybe it's Windsor, Canada. Canada. Maybe we just go totally for some, for some, another destination or another place. But I mean that in the sense of that initial audit and research can help Uh, uncover a lot of your ICPs. Maybe you've always thought Steve sales Mm -hmm. is the way you want to go. And you quickly realize that there's a whole subtract in your audience where you need to elevate and expand. Yeah. Okay. So audit and research is key. Mm -hmm. I love data. I'm such a data nerd. And in fact, in a way, like, cause I just love chaos and making sense of chaos. Cause I'm a very strange person. I love when the data gives me a run for my money. I mm-hmm. love when it's complex. I love when I really have to roll up my sleeves, get in the zone and run reports and run data sets and compare it side by side and interpret it. Because when a company plateaus, which is typically who we mm-hmm. work with, when a company plateaus and then they're like, well, we just need to hire 
hire more people. Like, let's just double the amount of salespeople we have, or let's refresh our website or, you know, let's bring in a sales trainer or let's do all these things that are so downstream. We got to go upstream. Why? What problem are we even solving? And I feel like when CEOs specifically go to put gas in their revenue engine, that's so, they're so downstream. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Why would you add fuel to what is not working? And do you even know if it's working? So audit and research is key. Mm. The data component of that is critical. Benchmarking against others in the market is critical. Understanding the product or service, how it's valued by the buyer, what needs to change in order for it to have legs Mm. to continue to have steam in the market, especially as the market is changing. And then going into who's buying this, who's willing to part with their money for it, and what do we need to say in order to attract them into the process? All the audit and research is critical. Then we go into building and testing. What does good building and testing look like in a revenue engine? It's a good question. I think a lot of it starts with tech process people, Um, you know, your three foundations, but that process piece is really important. I feel like all too often it's like, well, let's just hire a VP of sales. They'll fix it for us. Let's hire a marketing person, quote unquote. Let's hire whatever we need to, to add into this um, idea of where we're going to go from um, Denver to Chicago. But Mm -hmm. when we're thinking about it, hiring that leader doesn't always mean that leader has a plan. Um, That leader could come in and say, Maybe they had a good track record at another company, which is why you hired them. Uh, maybe they worked for your competitor and you're bringing them in and you want to bring in a similar process or, or vet that process. But it really happens, you know, not with just the person, but the process that they're bringing in. I feel like all too often a CEO will be like, let's hire a VP of sales and a VP of marketing. Let's elevate from the director position or let's elevate from a VP position and move up, uh, thinking that's going to give them a higher leg. But maybe that person's coming in more operationally focused and is not thinking about the strategy. So that can over rev your engine, um, essentially. So maybe your bandwidth is 8,000 RPMs, but this person wants to push it to 12. But the engine's um, not built for 12. The bench is not built for 12. You end up breaking your engine. So, and you can break your scale pretty quickly. So you can go from plateau to downfall oh really boy. quickly. And I've seen that happen often um, because you, again, take your eye off what you're measuring, what matters, and then you don't have the strategic plan or vision to cross that void. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, um, that's a really tough gap for people. So strategy and people are important, but the underlying aspect of that is also tech, right? Um, I'm only as good as my tools I use sometimes. Uh, and that, that goes for whatever trade. I think that goes across trades. I mean, we can talk about home construction and still talk about that. Um, going back to mechanics, if I'm using the wrong wrench, uh, anybody that's worked on the car will quickly realize that using the wrong wrench and the right wrench are two totally different issues. 30-minute job, two-hour job. (laughs) Um, So back to the technology, having the right technology that scales, maybe you're using something like Constant Contact or MailChimp because that's where you started. Mm -hmm. You started at a very low $100 a month subscription program, but now you need something a little bit more sophisticated, don't want to jump all the way into Salesforce. So where do you go with that piece of it? Um, Having those three elements come together lays a good foundation so that you can scale your engine and increase your RPMs, essentially. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is if you build the wrong engine or you don't rebuild your engine and then you're expecting it to do something different than what Mm -hmm. it's done, it's like that definition of insanity. You can't use the same people, process, systems, technology and expect a different result. I know this is going to sound nuts, but we have literally had clients come through that think just by hiring a fractional team, a CRO and CMO, that means just automatically, Mm -hmm. you know, their business is going to double. It's like, well, if we were that good... (laughs) 
I would be like in a vacation home mansion somewhere because I would have crushed it by now. And this would be a billion dollar you company. You wouldn't even see me anymore. I'd exactly. It's, it's not that at yeah. all. You have to have the strategic leadership mm-hmm. in the driver's seat, dictating, calling the shots. Like you have to have that person do the audit and research because if the engine is not ready for gas to be mm-hmm. put into it, what are you doing? You're making a ton of mistakes. Right. You're going to burn all the edge and potentially do more harm than good. Most mm-hmm. likely do more harm than good. So with that, building and testing is critical. So it's going to be when you build a revenue engine, you're looking at data people processes. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the data, you're also talking about the tech stack. With that, you have to test it because when we or any good CRO, CMO comes out of the audit and research Mm -hmm. stage, they're in hypothesis. So what they're building is based on a hypothesis. Well, that's great. But why would you put fuel or gas into an engine that wasn't tested, wouldn't you test the race car you just built before you go in Sunday's race? Like you test it, you do test laps, you do test. Like I watched that movie that since we're talking about cars, Mm -hmm. Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, that was a great movie. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But how much testing did they do before they raced that car? car. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Porsche girl myself, but how much testing did they do? Before they raced the car. Oh, wind tunnel tests, everything. I mean, they were testing aerodynamics. So like back to capacity, that's exactly what we're, what we're looking at here. Um, testing even comes down to your team. How many times have we heard I'm at capacity from our team? Mm-hmm. Um, at capacity could be a couple of different things. Um, that could be this process is not working back to two hour job, 30 minute <laughs> job. Is the tech just wrong? Mm-hmm. Are you using the wrong size tech? And that's why it's taking three times as long. Um, but that capacity, when you're going back to that engine, back to using that analogy, if you're revving up to 8,000, but you really want to get up to that nine ninety five hundred. Uh, and the, the team is saying, sorry, 8,000 is, is best we can do right now. Um, and maybe that 8,000 translates to $10 million a year sure. or $15 million a year. Um, that's the best we can do. That's We've heard that a lot um, from CEOs and clients. And back to that capacity piece of it, if you're revving that engine and testing that without the process and the technology involved and you just mm-hmm. have the people, you're going to break the engine again because the people are telling you we're at capacity. And usually capacity is limited by technology or process, um, or it can or be people. people. <laughs> it can be people, obviously. I mean, obviously yes. there's people that need to do the job. Um, I'm not dismissing that, but if, you, or if you're not in a position to add staff, adding better processes is definitely a, a way to add gas without mm. adding a lot of costs. I agree. So that's also like Sam Jacobs, the uh, CEO at Pavilion. He's got great content on LinkedIn and he was just talking about the difference between growth versus scale, which I've loved talking about this topic. And with scale, you're not looking at scaling your expenses at the same rate as your revenue. You actually want to be more profitable. You actually want to bring in revenue efficiency. You actually want to sell more gadgets, widgets, or technology or services at a lower cost. You're looking Mm -hmm. at efficiency because that's madness to me. Then it just sounds like a vanity metric. If you're growing the company and you're growing it also directly with expenses that just creates so much overhead. And you'll notice a lot of companies want to find efficiency and productivity because when you get through startup scale, usually the startup scale is all hands on deck. It's high figure it out Mm -hmm. factor. It's super scrappy. When you're trying to establish product market fit, you're just doing whatever you need to do to get that data and to get customers who are happy and to get them through a feedback loop so you can confirm. And that's very expensive. You can't scale that. So if you're like, hey, we made product market fit, this is what we did and this was our margin, nobody really wants to replicate that because that's going to be really sloppy scale. You need to build an engine and you need to test it and you are testing for efficiency 
productivity, making sure you're not hitting capacity limits. And so I do also feel like in today's day and age, employees are really pushing back. You're Mm -hmm. seeing, I just read a report. I don't know if you saw this, but even with the mass amount of layoffs, the report said 50% of workers are still planning to resign in 2023. In 2023. Yep. Sorry, but you can cut me off. That's fine. It's massive. Yeah. So employees are pushing back. So if you're an overzealous quiet quitting at this point, obviously. So that's Capacity can be capacity, certainly, too. Yeah, they need quality of life. And if you're not putting your people at the very top of priority, if you're a people-heavy business, like, whoa, that's it's serious because you're going to lose those people and it's going to hurt the engine. So building and testing is critical. I always like to say that the test needs to come back with data that better from what you had before Mm -hmm. um, or at the minimum the same. I would prefer to have better because you're looking for optimization, revenue optimization throughout the engine and funnel. Ultimately, once you have that from the test is when you optimize. Optimize means adding headcount. Optimize Mm -hmm. means adding budget. This is where you start adding fuel to the engine. Mm -hmm. It is only after audit and research, building and testing, you have confirmed the engine can operate at that level, Mm -hmm. at that capacity. So you begin to optimize it. Why is optimizing important before you go full on scale after your test phase? Well, I mean... Anybody that started a basic PPC campaign in the first like two weeks knows like what happens when you don't optimize, right? Things go awry pretty quickly. Um, back to the, we make assumptions. Um, let's not dismiss that. We have educated guesses, theories, call it whatever you want. Um, we make an hypothesis and that hypothesis needs to be tested. Um, I come at it from a very classically trained scientific kind of mindset in marketing of A and B. We'll try A, we'll try B. We both have opinions, but opinions don't really matter. But at the end of the day, we're also marketing to um, emotional customers. So if you're not testing those hypotheses, what you can do is back to, we want to go to Chicago or maybe Windsor was a better idea. We get to like (laughs) Nebraska and we're like, that Chicago thing, let's just drive north actually. Um, That that can really quickly change the direction of a company too. Um, that optimization. Uh, I've worked with a, several companies that find very niche elements of customers. And then back to growth, we already have the elements to produce this. All we need to do is expand this audience. Um, that is a measure of growth that you don't have to add cost to, but again, is a part of the optimizing phase. So um, yeah. optimizing is impressively important, uh, not only for like just regular campaign optimizations, but when you're thinking about a business as a whole, Um, really important. Switching the gear, thinking about, we've been talking about revenue and marketing a lot. CS is really important in this. Uh, So customer experience and customer success uh, is really important in your growth because how are you going to get more, you know, so more blood out of the turnip, I guess, to use a bad analogy. So going back to your initial customers and optimizing, how can you add additional products or services Mm -hmm. or other things through your CS team to help also bolster um, that customer experience back to the retention and, and adoption phase of the um, funnel as well. Yep. Couldn't agree more. The optimization phase for me, I just need to confirm that I get same or better results right. with a bigger test subject. Like in the build and test phase, typically you want to test on small quantities. You want to protect your mm-hmm. budget. You want to protect your customer relationships. You want to protect your brand reputation. You want to protect a lot of things because you're just, you're testing. So you don't like roll out your Mm -hmm. test to the masses. That's not good. We should have covered that. You should test in small quantities. Then based on the test, hey, this is good or better than what we had. 
So now we can optimize. Mm-hmm. But then the optimization phase before you fully load in, not just the rest of the gas, but like the nitro or whatever. Is that a term that people yep. use? Nitro? Okay. I like saw a movie once. <laughs> I think it had like Vin Diesel in go. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They There was like this nitrous thing or nitro. I don't know what they call it. They also make that. It's always Im- the thing that they hit at the end to win. Right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like every car has it, but mm-hmm. it, it, you never actually see it in a car. <laughs> I feel like that's a good analogy too for like the stuff that Salesforce and like Twitter and Meta have. Like mm. we don't have that kind of yeah. nitro, right? No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. But optimization is key. And once you confirm the test performs at a greater level, like you are ready for scale. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, like I love using the term just carbon copy. Yeah. Take it, fold it in half, carbon copy, duplicate, 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 replicate, because now you have the winning formula. However, what do you put in place when you're in scale? to keep yourself hyper aware of what you need to do to pivot and get ahead mm-hmm. because another plateau is most likely inevitable because the market will change. Your buyer will change. New competitors are going mm-hmm. to come in. Things are going to shift. So what do you put in place when you're in skill phase to get ahead of that? A workable framework and process. You know, I mean, that, that's not the silver bullet, but that's really where it starts for me is establishing parameters for my team and the, the people around me on where we're going to go back to that Windsor, Chicago analogy, you know, you can start to ebb and flow a little bit and want to go to Chicago and accidentally end up in Windsor. Um, and that can happen too without measured results and that, you know, kind of that check-in. So um, I think that there's, there's a, several elements around the build phase and back to optimize that are important in that. Um, but I think, you know, measuring your gates and your processes are really important. Um, So going back to process, if you establish that framework for your team, and it depends on the sophistication of the team, right? So Mm -hmm. sometimes it might need to be very narrow. Sometimes you might have a very high thinking creative team and it might need to be more broad. So establishing that process and parameters is really important because again, back to controlling where you're going to start to go, um, but still allowing for that creative motion um, and that movement is really important as well. I couldn't agree more. You've got to have. You can't limit people you ha- sometimes. You have to measure yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Measure, 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 measure. I don't like being surprised as a CEO and as a CRO. I mm. want the leading indicators to tell me the story. I don't want to wait to be in a, oh, shoot, what do we do situation? Mm-hmm. And when you are pedal to the metal, you see what I'm doing there? Mm-hmm. Pedal to the metal <laughs> and you're in scale mode. If you do not have alerts and warnings and mm-hmm. predictive, is that yeah. predictive analytics? I'm like, wait, where am I going with this? If you don't have those in place, yep. you're going to be screwed. Because those now, are your red lights on your gauges mm-hmm. when you're revving your engine too high. That's exactly right. Yep. Well, I think we did a decent job today. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think we did an okay job. An okay yeah. job, Estab- yeah. Establishing some of the foundation points is really important. Um, so going back, recapping what we talked about, people process Data, technology are really some of the elements to think about and some of that foundation um, and some of the core elements I think about in the process. Mm-hmm. You know, we walk through the whole process, but not in ignoring any one of those elements through as you change through the process is also really important. I agree. Audit, research, build, test, mm-hmm. optimize, scale, and let us know how we did in the comments. Let us know what you're doing inside of your organization. We actually do like hearing from you. And some of you are amazing because you do reach out to us and give us that feedback. But we'd love to hear it in the comments, uh, either on the YouTube link, on our social media channels, or you can reach out to us. Thank you so much for joining us today on Revenue Radio. And remember, don't put the gas in your revenue engine prematurely.